Welcome to Modern Day Abigails. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform and where we can become the women God created us to be. But you can just see the Lord hovering over you, sticking out His hand, saying, Are you ready now? Do you want my help? Yeah. And then when I we grab it, yeah, I have a solution. You're not going to like it all. When you're ready. <laughs> but it's going to be good for you. We got to untangle some yep. knots that you made. <laughs> exactly. But we that, can, that, it's doable. <laughs> that broken leg you got from that snowball, yeah. <laughs> we got to get that fixed. Yeah. It's doable. Yeah. And so he just grabs your hand and is like, Okay. And that's what I did. I mean, I finally uh, hit that wall and, said, uh, and started learning how to pray. Yeah. And the Lord started teaching me how to pray and. And um, getting through all that, now I can look back and go, sweet. Yeah, I went through a few more guys before I got to that particular point. Yeah. So. Um, Great decisions. Yeah, you know, and I, I always think, <laughs> I, I see other people who've gone through that. I'm like, Lord, that could have been me. That could have been me so easily. But it wasn't. Thank you. Yeah, it all depends on, and we've talked about this before. Yeah, situation, well, the yeah. circumstance. I I went back you to my family. And I didn't like, have a family to go to. Yeah, and I did, and then they helped me, like, you know. Yeah. Let's not do that again. Let's, let's do it different. Yeah. And so when I did, when Ray started first starting being noticing me and being interested in me, I'm like, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> I tried to scare him. It didn't work. <laughs> like, why not? And um, the Lord wouldn't let it. Wouldn't let it die. He, he didn't let us get married right away either. No, y'all had stuff to work out. Yeah, we did. And then, then when separately I worked all that out together, well, yep. And when we worked it out separately, then we got together and he had more things to work out. Yeah. That's why I was saying true love takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. It's, it's work. So um, oh, before we get to the next, so the next section is fun in, in, in the song um, because She's going to start describing her beloved. She's going to describe him. So I'm going to describe our beloved from the Bible. Some of the things I'm not going to. I was thinking about quizzing you, Joanne. I won't do it. I'm sitting um, here reading this. I'm like, are these my questions? Yeah. No. Are these questions for me? But um, No, not okay. anymore. Good. Um, because I had when we did this, that's the first time as a Bible study. I told the ladies that their homework was to go describe Jesus. What is the Bible said? You know, because we can say he's the Lord and he is king, but those are not, those are titles. So some of the things we've learned in through the Bible about him is that he has a voice like a waterfall. That's God's voice, like a waterfall. We don't have waterfalls. It's kind of hard to imagine. I can only do the waterfalls that I've seen in movies, unless you count Asherworld's little waterfall. You think that counts? Sure. It's loud. It's thundering. Loud. Yeah. And booming. Yeah. Um, at the cross, he, um, from Isaiah, Isaiah he was stricken. You know, smitten by God and inflicted. We know he had bound hands. We know his face was beaten with a fist. We know that he had thorns marked around his head of crowns. We know he was bruised. We know he was scourged. We know he was spat on. And I can't remember the word I'm thinking of. Contrary to the pictures that we see of Jesus, um, he was naked at the cross. The nails were in his wrist. The nails were in his feet. He had a sword wound on his side. But when he returns, he's going to have eyes like a flame of fire, his clothes dipped in blood. He's going to be wearing many crowns, showing that he is the rightful ruler. He's going to have a sharp sword proceeding from his mouth, 
figurative, but it's the word of God. And he's going to have on his thigh written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I mean, those are just a few things we can use to describe Jesus. There's so much more. And I, I do want to encourage the ladies when, when you're praying, don't just go into your supplication. Don't go just asking and begging for stuff. Really think about who Jesus is. And if you're having trouble like I did, read the book of Psalms. I read Psalms a lot just because I love how David describes the Lord. He helps me to learn how to praise and adoration and, and talk to the Lord. And always I'm like, Lord, can I say something different than David? I'd like to say something different from David. I don't think I have yet, but it's still a goal. I want to describe the Lord that David didn't use. I'm pretty sure, though, David got it all. I mean, he he covered all. The, yeah. Well, he went through just about everything. Well, yeah, uh, he did. Voluntary and involuntary. True. <clears throat> and so he's got a lot of. Um, but look what he uh, went through so he could describe yeah. the Lord the way he did. Experience. I, yeah. And some of the most, the only words I really ever can come up with is, is God's mercy on me. His mercy on me. I deserved death a long time ago. And yet he had mercy on me. I did not deserve to get out of a bad relationship. I created my own problem. He could have let me get out of it. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have or death would have been the only thing that got me out of it. I don't know. I'm just so thankful that he protected my son. That's the most I, I look back and like how much he protected my child Yeah, through it all. I mean, he could have done whatever he wanted but to me, but he left my child alone. And then he did do he did mess with my child a couple of times. I didn't know about it until later, but God removed him and kept him back and didn't let him. He, it was like just enough for him to learn that. So my son could learn for who God is and his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness. And then said, you know what? We're, we're done. You got to go. Yeah. And showed that picture of adoption with Ray. One of these days, they're going to have to do a podcast about that. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And, um, and, and just see the, because I can see, it's, my child's always been calm and relaxed. I've never been calm and relaxed. So he didn't get it from me. <laughs> but I think it's because of what he went through. He just, the Lord was with him through it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I know you have to go through this. Sorry, but we're going to go through it together. And sometimes we do go through mm-hmm. junk and we're like, why, Lord? Why did you take me through it? Because, I mean, you and I can both look. If you knew you were going to save us, Lord, why'd you let us go through it? Because we're hard head and we had to learn somehow or we had to learn what not to do. Yeah. Also, uh, or we can flip that around. We're able to help women yes. now. Yes. Um, I get asked this question all the time for years now. When they find out my actual story of what I went through and what happened um, from beginning to end, they always say, well, um, knowing what you know now, you do, you would do things differently. And my answer, 100%, immediately, hands down. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, and I think about that too. Was I, I would love to have known. I would have loved to have my child the right way, but it wouldn't have been him. Yeah, it would have been a different child because it would have been a different, you know, com- combo. It would have been different. We are who we yeah, are because of because, the situation. Of the situation yeah, we've been in that the Lord allowed, yeah. and then, um, you know, for whatever reason, and then also the relationship that we have with the Lord. Yes. I only have that. Because of the, what we went through. Yeah, that's and, it. And you're right. It, sometimes the Lord does allow us to go through things so we can help others. When um, uh, my child was in the Air Force, that they offered him to be, uh, I think they called it a blue cord or something yes. like that, where he could help people. Where blue they or were purple. I think it was blue, where they could have freedom to go and talk to him about anything. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he went to, he volunteered for it. As soon as he went to the interview, the lady literally looked at him. She goes, you're qualified. 
All she had to do is look at him and yeah. know he, and I'm like, okay, that's the Lord standing right there going him. For real. And he later on, he would go and visit children that had been so abused. They couldn't even go to foster care. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did you do it without crying? He goes, and I'm probably going to start crying here in a minute. He goes, because I knew for that few minutes, that little time we had, I was their best friend uh-huh. and I was going to be their best friend. I can I'm s- like, oh my gosh. I, I, I was actually there during that conversation. Oh, you were? That's right. I was, but I could still see it. Even if I wasn't yeah. there, I could see him. Yeah. Because that's just who he is. That's who he is because he yeah. knew he wasn't abused badly like that, but he had a taste of it yeah. to know that this is terrible and I want to help you. Yeah. And um, just it's just that's now that's his personality. The Lord just gave him yeah. such a sweet, gentle, yeah. kind heart. Unless you mess with him. If you mess with some him, though, or not mess with him, but if you mess with somebody else, yeah, he's going to be all over you. Oh, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah, he's going to be all over you. And yeah. That's why they liked him at the ER, because mm. they would get these crazy people in and he'd be the one. Go, he'd be the one who gently put them in a nice headlock until the authorities could come. When I had to go meet oh, yes. my ex-husband. <laughs> And I didn't want to meet him alone because he scares me. Um, I met you at your doctor's and I told appointment. My, yes, I told my child. Hey, yeah, he we just, need you. He lived. He lived like two blocks away. So as I'm as John pulls up to get this document signed, I go up to John. I sign the document. I turn around, and they're both <laughs> military stance, arms crossed. I'll kill you, dead. Look. On their faces, they were not playing around. I'm pretty sure he did not notice me, but the six foot something guy beside me is what he was and I noticing. Was like, uh, yeah, I was so protect. I was so protected. Yep. Okay, he was ready. He was gonna. I mean, yeah, if they had tried anything, because as soon as I told him what was going on, I'll be there. What yeah. time? I mean, yeah. I barely got the sentence out. And he's like, "What time do I need to be there?" Exactly. Now, mind y'all, I've known Stevie longer than yes. I've known Anna, and so. Um, it was just part. I just yeah. I needed it. I needed the um. Yeah, you needed, I needed the, my friends there. Yeah, you needed that little. Extra, that's what the Lord put us there. That's why the Lord. The Lord doesn't ask us to do this by ourselves. Yeah, he I, puts I, people around to help out. I was genuinely scared. Well, yeah, I was scared for you. I, I was yeah, just because I didn't know. I, didn't I was know. scared for you, and I knew I was going to scrap it out and be in jail, and I was okay with that. I I would have bailed y'all out, but like I said. But since uh, you might have been with me, but I might have Ray would have bailed us out. Ray would have been like, "Hey, but but by I knew the Lord was telling me just call your son." And like I said, I could barely get this. I could barely get the words out. He goes, "What time? I'll be right there." Um, After he left, he immediately texted me, said, "Hey, I'm sorry that I uh, messed up your plans, and (laughs) um, I made you late to go hang out with your friends that were there." I said, no problem. And I never spoke to him again. <laughs> That's funny. I never spoke to him again. I just let, I didn't correct him. I didn't. I was like, like I said, yeah. I don't think he noticed me one bit. Because I'm standing next to a six foot. And that's like uh, the one time. Oh, no. I know talk- y'all were y'all yeah. were side by side, military stance, feet spread up, legs spread apart, arms crossed. Yeah. Looking. I mean, your your eyes were focused. <laughs> I was like. One wrong move, Dad. <laughs> one wrong move. But, I, I would have been scared of y'all had I not known what was going on. <laughs> I might be five foot five, but by yeah. God, I am. Um, that's like, but I'm also reminded of that protection that God does. And that we went to that. Everybody calls it the creepy Walmart in Pearland. 
It if is. you call, it say creepy. creepy Walmart, everybody yeah. knows which Walmart yeah. you're talking about. And so we're, I was walking in with my child in there and this is, this was at that awkward, I don't know why I was over there, but it was that awkward time where I forgot my child was not my, my baby anymore. So I didn't think about it. And I see this guy beeline it's in the evening and I see this guy beelining towards us fast walk. And I turned, I got my purse. I twisted around my hand. I was ready. That guy was going to get a beating if he came near us. Well, soon as I forgot, my child's behind me. He's like six foot something, right? <laughs> Broad shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden that guy looked and I, I saw him stop. And he goes, um, I just wanted to let you know that door is locked. Turned around and went another direction. And I'm like, oh, that's not true. But what happened was is he, my, my, my child gets up pushes me behind him because I put him behind me. Yeah. He all of a sudden puts, looks at me, puts me behind him. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you think Come you're on, doing? Foot, mama. Yeah. Get back here. <laughs> and once I got saw that, that was it. He was gone. I don't, oh, yeah. I, I still think he was up to no good. I don't know what his plan was, but as soon as he saw it, he was gone. And I think we do that to the Lord. I picture that when the Lord's saying, I'm going to protect you. How does this all fit in? Because I'm describing Jesus. He's a protector. Y'all also don't know the band of angels that might have been yeah, staring exactly. and sitting behind y'all, standing behind y'all. Exactly. That, he might have seen. might have seen. But how often do we do that? God, I got this. And we put God behind us and God's uh-huh. going, excuse me? Get back, little shorty. Get, yeah. Get back. I got this. We do that to him all the time. But God, Jesus is our protector. He wants to protect us if we will let him. We have a mutual friend. She's no longer with us, but. Yes. She used to tell me all the time, yeah, me and God, we're besties. We walk side by side. And I told her one day, I said, you know, in the Bible, it says he goes before us. Yep. And she's like, her eyes got wide. She's like, what? I'm like, we don't walk side by side. Right. The Lord goes before us. He protects us. us. He paves the yep. way. We follow. Yes. And she's like, oh, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> I said, you have been doing it wrong. Yeah. That's why when people are like, hey, Jesus, is my co-pilot. Yeah. Dude, I didn't hear him in the driver's seat. You don't want Shh. me driving. I can promise you yeah. that. I'm good. Go ahead. Yeah. Fly the plane. <laughs> I, you don't want me in the driver's seat. Yeah. I don't even want to be in the driver's seat <laughs> in For, real life. Yeah. <laughs> so when I read that, I'm like, that is so... Um, arrogant for you to say that Jesus is your co-pilot, meaning you're in charge. Yeah, exactly. He's so not the pilot. I don't think He's you realize the co-pilot. Yeah, I don't think you realize that that sounds like you're in charge. You need to swap. Yeah. Suite. And I have seen the bumper sticker that says, "If Jesus is your co-pilot, you need to swap suites." Swap. Yeah. Yep. I exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be in the back. Y'all need me. <laughs> so yeah. Stay for back there. Look, just I'm going to be in the back of the plane. Yeah. You just do what you do. Yep. Okay, where are okay. we? We're on verse. Okay, so now we're going to go. This is where we're starting. So now we got that chit chat out of the way. We're in Songs of Solomon, chapter 10, not chapter 10, chapter 5, verse, verse 10. Five. Verse yeah. 10. Chapter 5, verse 10. We got this. And she's going to start, she is going to start describing her beloved. And that's what we wanted to do as a kind of practice. Like, can you describe Jesus? If someone said, hey, describe Jesus to me, can you get past, well, he's my Lord. He died for me. He rose again. Can you get past that? And we gave you plenty of examples how we can get past that. And uh, so in verse 10, it says the Shulamite. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Let me yeah, stop yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember. What I if said, I said no? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good question. I'll probably keep talking. Um, last time we were doing this, you had me describe 
Ray. Yes. Okay. And my version of Ray was yes. absolutely different than your version what? of Ray. And that's because our relationship. Yes. Our relationship's different. I don't have an intimate you, relationship. You have with a him. friendship relationship. I yeah. have an intimate relationship. I'm like, well, he's tall. Um, he's got. Uh, I think you said broad shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> blonde hair, and um, you know bl- yeah. whatever I said. And but yours was completely different yeah. because you have an intimate yeah. relationship. So with him. the way you describe Jesus is going to tell me your relationship. Exactly. What level of relationship you're at? Are you in a deep relationship, or are you in a not a relationship at all, and you only think you're in one? So, um, so let's listen to what she says. Um, my beloved is white and ready, chief among ten thousand. So her mind is back on her beloved because prior she took a, you know, she was kind of um, lukewarm who had forgotten her first love. And now she's speaking about her beloved, um, her countenance and great. It talks about the his count. Basically, she's looking at his countenance and his greatness. That's what she's really describing. Um, like in number 626, it said, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Uh, and that peace is Jesus. We're seeing a picture of purity here. We are not looking at, we're not, it is, this is not saying a physical white and ruddy and chief among 10,000. This is a, a figurative speaking of we are seeing purity. We're seeing peace because Jesus said he'd cleanse us as white as snow. We're seeing that his greatness, if he's a chief among 10,000, this is saying he is great. And this purity comes back to Jesus being the lamb, the perfect lamb, like the Passover lamb, like described in Exodus 12, five, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first of the first year off a male off the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. First Peter one nineteen says, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Isaiah one eighteen says, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they, they small. I think I forgot a word in there. They small be as wool. What? Probably shall. They shall, shall be, be as, as wool. wool. Probably so. You know, autocorrect is not so great. I agree. And that whole AI thing scares me to death because I don't even know what I want to say. How am I expecting it to say it well, right? So anyway, so I think we got a picture here is that when she's talking about that, that the white, she's talking about a purity. That's what she's talking about. That, um, that like, just like we're seeing Jesus as a perfect lamb of God. Now, ready Many believe comes from the Hebrew word noun, Adam, meaning man. So most likely what she was saying is that he was a manly man, not ready like a complexion, like David was described as ready as his complexion. And here we're seeing that not only is he pure and perfect lamb, but he's also a manly man. So don't leave him as a lamb. He's a fierce manly man. Just like Christmas drives me insane that people leave Jesus in the manger. So I feel bad if you were like mortified because Reed looked at that. <laughs> Hey, Jesus in the manger. Like, yep, he grew up, became a man, died, and rose again. Okay, Grana. <laughs> anyway, because I'm like, we are not leaving him there. He grew up. And that's what she's saying is he's a manly man. Jesus is a manly man. I did like the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Please understand I did not finish the whole book. So if you're like, that's a terrible book. I don't know. All I know is the first few chapters were great because it helped me with understanding how to raise a son and that... Because it showed how Jesus was a manly man. There is no such thing as toxic masculinity. Our problem is men who won't be men. 
who won't be men that Jesus describes as a man. And I might have to borrow your charger in a minute because we're only on verse whatever. And I got 2% left. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to switch it now while you talk. Are you sure? Mine's done. Oh, okay. already? Well, it's got a lot on it. Oh, okay. Um, so now um, we also talked about greatness like a chief. And Revelation 19, 14, and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on a white horse. And we are switching and powering up. This is what happens, ladies. Like I said, we we do a lot of talking so that we can that Pastor Ray, aka producer, um, aka editor, um, uh, I lost my place. I thought it was Takes your phone. That's oh, why I no, grabbed sorry. your phone. Oh, that's okay. That was so sweet of you. You had no idea what I was talking no. about. No, and, and then you kept you kept um, still reaching for it, and I and I'm like. And then you flipped your iPad away. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So now we're we're back where we were. Greatness like a chief. In Revelation nineteen fourteen, it said that in the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Revelation nineteen sixteen says, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That is the greatness that we're seeing. And um, how do we speak about our beloved? And I saw this quote from Charles Spurgeon. And I'm, we're going to have to take a moment of silence. You know how you hit your funny bone and you just want to cry in anguish? Wait until you hear this because you're just going to need that moment to cry in anguish. The way you view God will eventually show up in the way you live your life. True fact. Yeah. That was one of those ones you're like, ow, hang on. That one hurt because he's right. Ray always says it. What's in the well comes up with the bucket. Yeah. What's your priorities? Yeah. Well, how do you describe Jesus? Do you really know him? Or is he just that guy who sits in the passenger seat reading the map and not really allowed to talk? You know, nobody wants to be the passenger. I do. I don't like driving. Is he just the co-pilot? Yeah. I don't even co-pilot when I'm in the passenger seat. Mm -mm. I just sit there and be quiet. Um, But Jesus, the greatness, he died for us. He's perfect. Are we living our lives like we know that? Or are we treating Jesus like a human being and think he can make mistakes? It drives me insane when people think that God's word is fallible, that the creator of the heaven and earth can allow his word to be messed up. Because people will say, well, the Bible's messed up. You're telling me the king of the universe, the one who made heaven and earth, can't keep his word together? And then, then you know what their answer is? Well, well you know, there's Satan. So you know what I reply? So the king of the universe, the creator of all who made heaven and earth, it's going to allow the enemy to mess up his word. Then they walk away or didn't know that it yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. He I'm already like, knew that was going to happen. I'm not saying the word in the Bible is not valuable. It is his word. It is his standard. We can live by it. We can trust it because God created it. It's his word. And then be like, but man, no, but man, God gave us his word for his purpose and his glory. If he didn't, how would we be accountable? Well, then that means people could live their life however they want to and call a technicality. But God, I didn't know. God's going to give you my word. You do know. And there it is. And man is a mess. But there's also some all through the Bible. We see. Yeah. Fabulous uh, people of God and getting restored. Uh, yeah. And some of them who did bad and they died. Yeah. And that's it. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's God's word is fallible. So when we're reading this and we're talking about it, um, if you're like, well, that doesn't work, that there's that something that doesn't make sense. 
It's on our part, not God's part, because God's word is perfect and we can live by it and we can trust it. There is none of this, well, things have changed, man screwed it up, so I can live how I want to live because I really don't know. Mm, nope. Uh, the Bible hasn't changed. Nope. nope. His rules haven't changed. Nope, it hasn't. And that's why when he was, um, um, in verse 11, it says, his head is like the finest gold. His locks are wavy and black as a raven. And that fun picture, could you imagine drawing that? You know, his head gold with these wavy black hair. But what it is, it's actually a picture of God's glory. Gold here is pure and refined. It says that in Isaiah 42, 8, I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. I will get, not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. God's glory belongs to God. No one else gets the glory. Quit claiming glory to everybody else. We were talking about that the other day. People who get all hyped up over actors and actresses and want their autographs. I'm like, wait, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Now, does he have his favorite band and he has Petra autographs? Yes, but they had a big influence in his life. Big influence in his life. I get that. But, you know, some actor, whatever, what influence do you have in my who life? Who doesn't know Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, or claims to yeah. be. There's, there's a few. One who's super famous. Um, he um, got an award and thanked the um, Church of Satan. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I'll wow. tell you who he is later. You'll know who he is. Oh, I'm, I won't be shocked. But I'm just saying this. It's people will go googly-eyed and get all, you know, like, oh, I want their autograph. Why? <laughs> they have no glory. No. The glory belongs to the Lord. Hey, you want to tell a good story through acting? Fine. Cool. Cool beans. I'll give you a thumbs up on telling a good story. But that's all you get. I don't need your autograph. It's just going to collect dust and just throw it away. Anyway. Revelation, and the only reason, now, I do like music, that we have a few artists that we know, I like them, like Joshua Aaron, Marty yes. Getz, and all them. Mm-hmm. Now, do I really want their autograph? No, I'll, I'll wave. But I did get Joshua Aaron's autograph, but it wasn't for me. It's because my little niece, when she was little, she loved one of his songs, mm-hmm. and she asked me, is he a real boy? So I got his autograph to prove to her he was a real, right. well, he didn't like to use the word. He goes, can I use man? Do I have to use boy? She was a little kid. Right. <laughs> he was being funny. But I'm like, I just need to prove to her that you're real. <laughs> that was yeah. all. That's the reason I got his autograph. It's here you go. He's real. Mm-hmm. Of course, by then she'd grown up and she knew that. But anyway, I have a cute story. So um, in Revelation 3.18, I cancel you to buy from me gold refined with fire that you may be rich in white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with sla- salive that you may see. We talked about this verse earlier. We're seeing it again, that God is the richness that we need. We don't need any other richness. If he gives us monetary richness, it's to be used for his glory and honor. Like I said, um, we bought briskets. We didn't ask the church to pay for the briskets. We bought the briskets. We want to use what God's given us to give back. And we can do it with yumminess, meat. And it's amazing. It is. I can't wait. They have perfected the recipe. Yes, he has. I think I ate the last brisket mostly by myself. He did one time. He made me a brisket. I ate it all by myself. He was nice. on, he was on his plan, so he didn't really get any brisket. Oh, it was delicious. Too bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it says in verse twelve. So she's still she's describing her beloved. Our beloved is Jesus. This is what we need to see in verse twelve. His eyes are like doves by the rivers of waters, washed with milk, and fitly set. More attractive, show strength and a great t- character. 13, his cheeks are like a bed of spices. 
banks of scented herbs. His lips are lilies, dipping liquid myrrh. I want to describe Jesus. Be able to do this. Most likely she was referring to his beard. A well-groomed beard showed he cared. Um, I would imagine that takes time. Back then, you didn't have all the electric razors that we have now. They would rub sweet-smelling myrrh in their beards. But most importantly, he cared about the small stuff. Our Lord Jesus, he cares about the small stuff in our life. There are some things I can look back and I'm like, Lord, I can't believe you cared about that. It was small. Like when I was a little kid, I lost my Ken's doll head. You know, the Ken's doll head that could pop off. Yeah. Somehow his popped off and I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. I tore up my whole room looking for his head. And as a little kid, the Lord did this to teach me a lesson. I started praying. I wanted my Ken doll's head back. I felt bad for Barbie. She lost her boyfriend because he had no head. And um, I just, I felt bad. So I prayed and prayed and prayed. And one day, all of a sudden, there's his head. It was like a year later, I found his head. Because the Lord cared about the small stuff. And he taught me how to pray as a little kid. Even if it was a doll, if it was a doll's head, he's taught me how to pray. And it came in, it came in handy when I, like years later, and I got older and I was relearning how to pray. He cared about the small stuff. letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.